Welcome to episode 592 of the 1010 Thrive podcast, brought to you by 1010 Thrive Ministries. I'm Peter Anderson. 1010 Thrive, 10 minutes a day based on 10 guidelines for abundant living. Today is day five of Perspectives on Easter, a series focused on the people who played both major and minor roles in the Easter narrative, as well as the relevant places, practices, artifacts, and traditions related to Easter. Here are some snippets of what you may have missed so far. Last week, we heard from Nicodemus. I came to him in the shadows, and although I left in the shadows, I knew that I could not remain in darkness. I was not quite ready to publicly declare my conversion, but in my heart, I became one of his disciples that very night. Yesterday, we heard a Roman soldier who participated in Jesus' death. When we got to Calvary, which the Jews call Golgotha, we crucified Jesus and hung him high between two other criminals. The prefect had written a sign for us to nail on the beam right above his head. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. For most of the series, we will feature first-person monologues like these. However, as has been our tradition on Tuesdays, we will continue with our top 10 lists. In late winter, many Christian denominations observe a period of fasting and prayer called Lent. We talk about the 40 days of the Great Fast of Lent, but from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, there are actually 46 days. How did Lent originate? And what are some things we ought to know about this tradition? Today's top 10 list. 10 notes about Lent. Number one. Lent is observed in the Anglican, Eastern Orthodox, Lutheran, Methodist, Moravian, Oriental Orthodox, Persian, United Protestant, and Roman Catholic traditions. Number two. The word Lent has Germanic roots, referring to the lengthening of days or springtime. Number three. The practice of fasting from food for spiritual reasons is found in the three largest Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. In all three, refraining from eating is intimately connected with an additional focus on prayer and the practice of assisting the poor by giving alms or donating food. In the Gospels, Jesus spends 40 days in the wilderness to fast and pray. This event was one of the factors that inspired the final length of Lent. Number four. Records suggest that the fast applied at first mainly to new converts as a period of repentance and reflection before baptism at Easter. Number five. During the fourth century, Various Christian communities observed a longer fast of 40 days before the beginning of the three holiest days of the liturgical year, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. Number six. As Christianity spread through Western Europe from the 5th through 12th centuries, the observance of Lent did as well. A few Lenten days were black or total fast days, but daily fasting came gradually to be moderated during most of Lent. By the end of the Middle Ages, a meal was often permitted at noon. Also, bishops and theologians specializing in church law specified restrictions on the kinds of acceptable food 
No meat or meat products, dairy or eggs, could be consumed at all during Lent, even on Sundays. The idea was to avoid self-indulgence at this time of repentance for one's sins. Marriage, a joyous ritual, was prohibited during the Lenten season. Number 7 Today, Catholics and some other Christians still abstain from eating meat on the Fridays of Lent and eat only one meal, with two smaller snacks permitted, on two days of complete fasting. In addition, they also engage in the practice of giving up something during Lent. Often this is a favorite food or drink, or another pleasurable activity, like watching television or participating in social media. Number 8 Today, Catholics and some other Christians still abstain from eating meat on the Fridays of Lent. In addition, they also engage in the practice of giving up something during Lent. Often this is a favorite food or drink, or another pleasurable activity like watching television or participating in social media. Number 9 Other activities are also suggested in keeping with the idea of Lent as a time for spiritual renewal as well as self-discipline. These include making amends with estranged family and friends, reading the Bible or other spiritual writers, and engaging in community service. Number 10 The emergence of various new Christian movements during the Protestant Reformation dramatically affected the tradition of Lent. While some Protestants continued to observe Lent, such as the Lutherans, some like the newly emerged Calvinists criticized the annual rite, claiming there was no scriptural basis for it. They condemned Lent as man's tradition and a works-based vanity. Lent began as a way for Catholics to remind themselves of the value of repentance. The austerity of the Lenten season was seen as similar to how people in the Old Testament fasted and repented in sackcloth and ashes. Moses fasted for 40 days when he went up to the mountain to receive the commandments of God written on stone tablets. David fasted for seven days for the healing of the son who was born to Bathsheba after the king committed adultery with her. The prophet Elijah fasted for 40 days while escaping Jezebel who was seeking to kill him. Ezra, the scribe, fasted for an unspecified period of time while he was mourning the sins of those who had been carried away from Israel but had finally returned. Before approaching the king to enlist his help in saving her people from a death decree, Esther fasted for three days, and she called on Jews living in exile to do the same. When Darius the Mede was tricked into signing a law that resulted in his friend Daniel being cast into a lion's den, the Bible says that the king fasted. We are not given details about what this fast included, but it seems it was more than just food. We are told that the king did not allow music to be played that night. He also did not sleep. So it appears that the king forfeited more than food for his fast. Daniel fasted and prayed for understanding of a vision in Daniel 10. Verses 2 and 3 tell us that this fast was for three weeks. The vision Daniel saw showed what would become of the people of God in the future. After his baptism and before he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, Jesus fasted for 40 days. Saul, who would become the Apostle Paul, fasted for three days after his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus rendered him temporarily without sight. Church elders in Antioch prayed and fasted for an unspecified period of time before dispatching Paul and Barnabas as missionaries for the new Christian church. Jesus knew that once he was no longer with them in the flesh, his disciples would need to fast at times to regain and renew their zeal and serve him.
However, over the centuries, Lenten observances have developed a much more sacramental value. Many Catholics believe that giving something up for Lent is a way to attain God's blessing. But the Bible teaches that grace cannot be earned. Grace is the gift of righteousness. Also, as mentioned last week when we discussed Ash Wednesday, Jesus taught that fasting should be done discreetly. Fasting can be a good thing, and God is pleased when we repent of sinful habits. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with setting aside some time to focus on Jesus' death and resurrection. However, repenting of sin is something we should be doing every day, not just for the period of Lent. Christians who wish to observe Lent should be free to do so. The key is to focus on repenting of sin and consecrating oneself to God. Lent should not be a time of boasting of one's sacrifice or trying to earn God's favor or increasing his love. God's love for us could not be any greater than it already is. Father, thank you for the example of fasting and praying that we read about in your word. Help us to use these spiritual disciplines and others to draw even closer to you. That's our episode. Remember that God calls you not only to live, but to thrive. Live life to the full today.